Welcome back to Cargumentative, a show where four men in a studio devoid of any snacks or refreshment are here to talk about all things cars and motoring. I'm your host, Thomas Faulkner, and as usual, I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Mark Paluta. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it wrong. You did the introduction last week. You can't do the introduction uh, sorry. Times. It, it sounds like true. you're sitting bedlin. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm on the podcast. Good man. <laughs> Mike Salomon, and I have a very dry mouth because I've been in a bus that's been leaking fuel the whole day, and I literally I think I'm seeing dragons. Is that why you're moving around on your chair, not speaking directly into the microphone? No, so seriously, I'm thinking I'm just worried the spiders are coming. Okay. I'm Nadav, and I, I'd like to kick things off. Would you? If I may. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. I know this is not part of the plan. We uh, we like you to throw no. a spin in the works. It's because Mark now. and I mentioned something downstairs in the uh, reception which you hadn't heard of, and now he's quickly being. He feels like he's, he's so excited down. about oh, it. Oh, that! I no, think. we'll get to that. That's not it. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I just I just think our listeners would would really benefit. You know, they they're, they're interested. You know, they hear us every week. Um, there's more of them every week, our listeners, and they really want to know a little bit more about us. And I think that there's so much sort of. I I just wanted to give them a little bit of insight into our friends here in the studio for this week. So, number one, um, I hope that you guys all know that uh, Thomas is a famous TV personality <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> tell, really? us, tell us a little bit more about your, your great TV escapades. I always thought you had a face for radio, but... Uh, apparently, apparently I've, got a, not. I've got a body for TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, is that real? What? Yeah, it is. You posted a still shot of I was, Thomas. Th- Thomas is on TV. Old ghosts have Actual come back to TV. haunt me. Was, yeah. it, was it The Bachelor? No, it wasn't The Bachelor. It was Dinner Date. <laughs> it was Dinner Date. Tell Is that you like The Bachelor? It was. No. You are on a dating show. Yes. He's famous. But it's old now. This was <laughs> filmed back in 2017. But the reruns are, are happening as we speak. On what channel? Who did um, you go on a date with? Three women. Huh? Ooh. Three. Actual women. Actual woman. So this is the, <laughs> Hold on. So this is The Bachelor. I've never seen no, this not before. The Bachelor. The story was believable until then. So, I mean, we can be quite proud of our friend Thomas, yeah? I'm a C-list celebrity. Now. He's a C-list did celebrity. Did you actually have to choose one? Yes. So basically... How did you, you choose? I chose menus because you get five menus and you have to choose three out of the menus that appeal. Oh. So then you get them, you think, I'm going to take these three. And then you don't know who you're getting. Oh, you interesting. Know? It's like yeah. getting a takeout in an empty box. You don't know what's in it. And then you oh, open it up. Are there any, are, is, there, is there no wrapper? So you can't see like what's, what's on the house? No, you don't know. You don't oh, know. Until, you, until you get to the house and they open the door and go, ta-da. So and, was it fun? And then you think, yeah, that's why I did it for fun. I, I mean, I didn't go out there to try and find true love. Because as you all know, true love doesn't exist. Did you have any bow chick a while? No, I didn't. Oh, it kicked off your, I had some gabascon. <laughs> it kicked off your TV career, though. It did. I mean, yeah. Look at you now. I know. Famous. <laughs> so so we, we're very proud of you, Thomas, but we're less proud of the other two. Um, so, yeah. you know, hardcore car guys, Mark and Mike, you know, they live cars, they breathe cars, everything is about cars. They don't stop about cars. No. And yet, when you invite them out for a drive on a Sunday morning, it's too early. Is it too no, early? but I mean, six is so early. What are you a communist? You know, you get out, you get out there, you get your car on the road. You know, you you do the things that you tell You've your listeners. You've got that new car just thing in you at the moment. I'm just disappointed. When you have you a guys. new car, all you want to so do is get out and drive. Disappointed, it. whatever. Me and well, Mark no, are no, well no, no, cars. No, I'll be honest. No, actually, no, actually I'll be honest. I actually don't think we could defend this. I think we actually have to take the uh, the criticism. 
I think Mike was hungover. That's probably why. No, he no, was probably I mean, hungover. No, we had to go to CrossFit World Championships. And, and it was probably Listen, it, it was a Sunday morning, so it's not, it's not often that I'm not hungover. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> Let's call a spade a spade here. Yeah, but the point is, I'm just disappointed, guys. You know, you need to practice what you preach. Come on. So I agree. Yeah. Get but out I and drive. I think, I think this is a segue nicely into Nadav telling us about his new car. Uh, yeah. Tell us. What is it? Haven't but hold on, and, and this, this is the biggest Thomas news. Thomas already ruined. Yeah. He like, did. He ruined this. Yeah, but we need to know like so, detail. Oh no! Wait, hold on. We can't just talk about that. No, no, the Porsche, the Porsche everyone knows come, about. Yeah. yeah, there's something that's much more interesting. Yeah. And now, because because Thomas has been seriously relegated now to the minority in this group. That's good. I like to be in in the minority. Oh, whatever. Uh, I strive about what's life. happening this coming weekend. No. No, it's a little bit of an alpha story, and we all. Uh, is that uh, public knowledge? Because I was sworn uh, into secrecy. It's amazing, so, but okay. this happens with Nadav often. You'll find. What? That he I, judges a car by its cover. Him. No, but you see. And then he drives it, and he goes, "Oh wait, I was really <laughs> wrong." <laughs> no. I'm um, very disappointed that, with you, by so the way. So it's coming it back. back. Yeah, all right. Well, let's let's put it out there. It's coming back to the old argumentative favorite, the Alpha 4C. We gave we gave Mark a very hard time about it for a very long time, and he took it very well. Um, <laughs> Did he? We, well, I'm driving it here tonight. <laughs> we, uh, we 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 always said it was flawed, and it and, still and is. Nobody it is. nobody disagreed, and we all said that we didn't. You know, we're not sure that it would be a good daily. It's and not. No, it, it is. Lots of we issues. We still admit that. Very but, many um, issues. We, we've we've got one in the family, uh, as of last week, and we're very proud of it. And um, the reason we did that is because um, it was a good deal. Rubbish. And, it's because it's amazing. Um, and it's amazing. So the point is, it's it's flawed. But it's exciting, and and that's the truth. Um, so everything we've said about the four C, I think, actually still stands. It does. Still it stand. is flawed. It's not a. It's not a great car, in objective terms. It no, isn't. No, it's just. And yet, it it's well, that, very difficult to forget. Yeah, so that's yeah. the thing about it's, cars. It's, it's, sometimes you can't objectify them. Yeah. And sometimes there's more to sometimes them than there's that. more to it and yeah. it's cars it is for objectifying it is <laughs> hashtag hashtag me too although I don't know if I mentioned it last week but but uh, I mean it's it's too cliched but a screw worked its way loose or a bolt worked its way loose in my 4C oh, yes. why and is that cliched what you should be saying is only one and, bolt and works its way loose <laughs> I mean come on but it, but it managed to good week. it managed to fall between the aluminium kick plate and the carbon fiber tub like I honestly have never heard anything so rackety and in my life. No, I thought I thought I was going to have a heart attack. So I actually looked into that, and did you know that because of the carbon tub of the Alpha Four C, you're actually supposed to get all your screws tightened about once a year? Really? At what, like spot. an old snare drum on a drum kit? <laughs> yeah. No, that's ridiculous. Well, that's part of the service process. They sense, need to retalk everything. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I don't like know. Like it's 1945 again. Exactly. Yeah, it's because yeah. of the difference in materials. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway uh, talk about some news. Yeah. 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 Enough so of... Uh, allow me to, to lay you all open to criticism. That's fine. I like it. <laughs> um, to segue from one compromise car to another, um, Alpine, as we all know. Alpine. Alpine, Alpine or whatever. Man. Mm-hmm. Alpine, Alpine. Ice cream. Um, Alpine is a is a sound system. Don't you have it in your in your in, in your truck? I mean, no, in your combi. No, I've got no, it in the Diablo. That's what he meant. 
I've got it in the belt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just because a Diablo weighs three tons doesn't make it a truck. Okay. Alpine. Well, it has active suspension now, so it's oh, yeah. less trucky. Oh, big Jeez, news. That's also oh. big news. Mike, Mike made a switch in his car work. <laughs> <laughs> Alpine is releasing at Lamar this weekend, so uh, a more focused version of the Alp- Alpine A10, A110. That's so called the Alpine A110S. Mm. Um, soon so to be I read about this as well. Soon to be yeah. followed up by the A10 one, uh, 110S oh. Black Edition. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can so, actually so get this in a matte paint job. So they're making no. a quite a compromised car even more compromised. So you guys will love it. It'll be no. harder, <laughs> rawer, louder, <laughs> more uncomfortable, and more expensive. So yeah. one of the things that was and written about value. the A110 Excellent value. is what good ride quality it has. So yeah, now I'm they've gone and ruined that by I'm making a, it firm. How do you know it's got good ride quality? No, I've read and watched okay. videos. You didn't drive one reviewed. back in 2005. <laughs> Shut up. And it was a pre-production. <laughs> but they have managed to increase the power, yeah, but not the torque. Because yes. apparently the new, or the, the double-clutch gearbox can't handle additional torque. Well, okay. then you guys will like that. Because you, you have to rev it harder, work it harder. To I don't get know. So, so you guys blindsided me with this news downstairs just now yeah I we thought know. you would know I, I yeah. didn't you know the that there's avid a new Alpine, Alpine uh, A110 fan you know, I'm, I'm, I apologize for not knowing Actually, I really should you're the only person who's sat in one I have I've sat in one it's, I refused to it was too um, French but ah, um no. It's uh, there we go. Oh. There's we're watching uh, the Lamar qualifying at the moment, it's on yeah. the screen, and there's an Alpine, Alpine there, yeah. but um. It's it's not something this this Alpine A110s that came out is is not something I expected. Did you did anyone really expect them to bring? I thought that was it. The A110. No, it, it not wasn't at all. crying out for a, mm. a special edition. It wasn't crying out for more power. Everyone who drove it loved it. Everyone loved its kind of slightly soft roly poliness. So it's it's and now it's firmer and it's more powerful. Has it been the same thing as all cars? Has it sold? What do you mean, has it sold? I mean, has it been a decent seller? Yeah, it's been doing pretty well. Um, It's a marketing exercise predominantly. They had to reinvent it slightly. No, it's it's for people that like Alpha 4Cs. The reason reason I'm asking is that because if it hasn't been a good seller, there's a chance they've got a whole lot of cars left over and they have to do something to spruce it up. I don't think so. I thought it was selling according to plan. Um, But why haven't they brought any to South Africa? Reno, South Africa. Well, I have made actively tried to contact Renault South Africa about this and I've received absolutely no response. And they make them in right-hand drive? I they contacted do. them and they said if there was enough interest shown by the public here... How do we show interest? I don't know. Send emails that don't so get... So I'm going to... Right. Well, exactly. I'm going to reply to. I'm going to call right. Renault South Africa out on that and say that, okay, how do you show interest in and how do you record that? Because I tried to show interest and it was impossible. I think it would sell. If they can sell Alpha 4Cs, why can't they sell um, Alpine A110s? <laughs> they did sell them. I'd rather have an A110. <laughs> I, I, I would also have I'd rather, rather have an A110. A110. What a Not it doesn't have a carbon tub. Yeah. Good. That means it probably has indicators that work, a decent why sound system. The indicators, indicators work fine. Screws that don't fall off into the in, it's into the, like abyss. It's the same with an and, aluminum and, car. And have to be tightened aluminum. like five times a year. <laughs> Once a year. That makes it fun. Okay, what else fun. is in the news? Okay. Um, a completely pointless car is coming out um, in the next week what or two. What is it? Overhyped, overvalued, Eight too series much power. Grand, grand Coupe. Okay. Why Why would you want... So that's a four-door eight. Well, it's a four-door yeah. eight, and you know what? It's, it kind AKA of maybe makes sense. I don't know. Does it? It's going off the Panamera. 
Well, yeah. the, the 6 Series Grand Coupe is a really good looking car. I seriously this love it. This is the replacement. The 8 is the replacement for the 6. Mm. It's no bigger. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, well, that makes sense. so in the now. end, it was kind of inevitable they'd have a Grand Coupe. And the truth is, the 6 Series Grand Coupe was probably the best looking of the yeah, lot. Yeah, agreed. Didn't they um, launch like the Grand Coupe, the M8, and the 8 Series convertible like all within the same week? Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. The Grand Prix, well, the Grand Coupe hasn't come out yet. Okay, but well, there's they're, no they're, they're like teaser photographs and okay. things. and like, They can't go a week without releasing a car. It's amazing. It actually is amazing like, what goes on because it used mm. to be like think about it in the eighties. You'd like have the the Merc one two three, and then like eventually, like twelve years later, they yeah, have the exactly. one two four. There was quite a, like that. Mm. I also like yeah. that. Makes my job easier. Difficult, yeah. You guys love these ridiculously uh, compromised, over the top, super stroke hypercars, right? Oh, we love we them. love them. So here's one that I I, I actually quite like, <gasps> and it's the, I am the Pininfarina Batista. Uh, that's can, the electric car. You eh? can now pre-order one. Do you know how much it costs? Um, Two million trillion. euros. Between 29 million and 36 million rand. Oh, for so how many? Right. Only 150 will be built. <laughs> I think so that's, that's for each, one. Mark. Oh, I thought it was like for a dozen. No, it's not. No, uh, no I mean, actually, <laughs> and, I, I, and the problem I got with it is actually, whilst, cool. whilst the 458 and 488 are in pretty shape, I mean, like, you, you a, want it to copy. look a little bit... It does, it looks awesome. Well, well listen, it was a pin infinite in a design, I so know, in fairness... But why go... Batista. What makes, so what makes this particular one appeal to you, Thomas? I You're always like shouting it. at us. It's kind of cool. It's just... I oh, just what like, makes it kind of cool? Because it's just a pin infarina. Yeah. So are many and things. it's kind of cool. So is the Hyundai Matrix. Oh, God. So, 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 so it's going to be a Ferrari 458 that doesn't sound good, that weighs... Do you know how fast like this a, thing is? Do you, it is, it is? Yeah, a, but it probably weighs, one, it weighs like a ton wait, more than the other Wait, thing. 1,400 kilowatts of power, okay? It'll do 0 to 100 in under 2 seconds. It'll go, it, it'll go up to 312 seconds. has a range of 450Ks. It's really cool. So yeah. fast. How much does it weigh? I don't know. No, that's important. I don't know about cool. Why? No, uh, because you, you, you know that. You, from an entertainment perspective, you know that if it's heavy, it's not going to be fun. So it's the same money well, actually, as the... my TV show. The new McLaren. Oh, no, McLaren. Gordon uh, Murray T50. Gordon Murray car. I'd rather have this. Okay, well, that's that cool. says everything. Yeah. Um, well, there you go, everyone. That's probably... That sums things up. It's kind of, there's no, no really way to continue now. No, is there? <laughs> there's there's one, one last shred of news. Okay. Actually, there's some, there are quite a few things here. But um, Michelin. Michelin. Michelin is bringing out uh, their puncture-proof tire. Oui. The Aptus, which should be. Bigger pardon. The Aptus. But don't pardon? you think that this should have happened a long time ago? How is it puncture? Nadav, are you playing so with Mark? Instead of being filled with compressed air like regular tires, yes. the Aptus is connected to the rim via strong but flexible spokes, which oh, we've fulfill seen the shock-absorbing role. Very cool. So they it's finally brought cool. it into been production. Doing it for years. But isn't it? It's going to be on production cars in 2024. But isn't this the oh, most God. logical <laughs> thing that should have happened? Yeah. I mean, if you think about how crude a tire is. You don't is, have to inflate it. Single point of failure. The wear is always going to be completely smooth and uniform. It's great. Yeah. And it's like a forklift tire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, um, let's finish up the news. That's it for news. So okay. that is finished up. And uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly. Join me, Paul Ash, in a beautiful soundscape as we explore the world in the Sunday Times Travel Podcast. Find it at sundaytimes.co.za.
Welcome back to Cargumentative. Guys, in the studio today, I brought my iPad in, and we've all been watching it. Uh, we just can't keep our eyes away from Lamar qualifying. Yep. And Lamar, in case you guys who are tuned in don't know, is probably the world's most famous motor race. Uh, goes on for 24 hours, as the name um, alludes. And when it comes around every year, car guys seem to go crazy about it. Well, think about it. It's, it's just It's like a car going as fast as it can for 24 hours yeah it's incredible I mean, and not I, breaking i mean yeah. i think if you go back to the history uh, the beginning of motorsport this was the biggest test for a motor manufacturer to prove that their car mm. could go 24 hours and back in the uh, i mean what 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 iteration is this must be close this is the 87th 87th um i mean back in those days you know driving around pretty much the same same area at least yeah same pretty area. much it is yeah um those cars and the french cars the peugeots and, and then got to that the era of the bentley boys and things like that and um, the japanese yeah and and you know that's not even getting towards the the 70s which was probably the golden era of motor racing yeah period. definitely other thing that it's i mean it's interesting mark and, and you do this quite a bit is you drive your cars daily people think that sports cars and supercars are these delicate things that shouldn't be taken out and shouldn't be used but this proves that these things are actually so well engineered and so tough look they're special race cars but you've proven it yeah with the way you use your cars every day yeah absolutely I and mean, they're always better for it but i mean i think that you know one thing using it daily it's another thing to go for 24 hours and i and i think that what what tom's just said about just how hard these guys go for 24 hours they don't oh, flat out they don't just they don't no. just poodle around they are properly racing as hard as these things can go but that's it's the 87th uh running of the race this year like we said and, and that's that maybe is one thing that has changed so over the years um it was a it, it was a battle of it, it was a battle between the competitors but it, it, the endurance came first yeah. in other words you know the, the whole thing of in order to finish first, first you have to finish, and um, that's that's always rung true. But you you used to have to pace yourself. Exactly, you couldn't and just go. You out couldn't just out. go flat out because the cars wouldn't last. So no. they didn't do that. But as the as the years have progressed and engineering has improved over the years, and the cars have become more and more robust, it's actually changed in, to what is effectively a twenty four hour flat out sprint. Oh, that flat out is unbelievable. Yeah. So years ago, that wasn't the, that yeah. wasn't what that wasn't the reality. How long ago do you think that changed? Uh, I'd say probably twenty years ago. Yeah, oh, like late late nineties into the two thousands. Oh, I don't no, know. Well, so well, I think well, I think in the seventies the guys were already going absolutely. No, I, but, um, I don't absolutely. think seventies. In, in other words, in other words, what in the seventies? Yeah, nine one sevens. They were going flat out. Yeah, guaranteed. those things. No, were, no, I don't think so. Nine elevens were going flat out. Nine elevens were going flat out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, so so the point is that you know, as they call it, the crucible of motorsport, where you know you you prove your wares to your customers. Yeah. on the circuit you show them that your car can do this and if it can do this then well, you we, know it can withstand anything on the road and well, it's, we it's know a that 930 well it's yeah. uh, uh, 79 yes, well it's a 75 it was the 75? Geneva Motor Show mm-hmm. car and it actually ended up winning. so what's the story behind it it went through like how many sets of brakes so so it's, it's an interesting thing so it's owned by a friend of mine currently in uh, in Switzerland um, the story goes that it was the Earl's Court Motor Show car uh, sorry the Geneva Motor Show car uh, for the and so it's one of the very first 930s that was made. It was a three liter, and 
there was a customer who was looking to go to Le Mans and there's something around that the RSR that he wanted wasn't available. So they said to him, why don't you drive this car? And it was the only turbo in the field. Um, it turns out, so what they did was they, t- they put an exhaust on it and they changed the seats and things like that, um, added on the rally lamps, well, the, the, the lights for, for night driving. And the, the, the car ended up, uh, the long story short is that it actually ended up r- winning the race. But like, as, as Mark class, was saying, yeah. in its class, and the it ran out of brakes during the race and they took the brakes off a 911 that was parked in the parking mm-hmm. lot and they changed it for that and i mean it's a it's yeah. and it's an amazing thing that so that but car, they never touched the motor no even and until recently yes, and even until recently and Correct. my friend is busy getting his fia license and that car will hopefully be um, competing in the lamar historic Wow. So why do we? So we haven't answered the question. Why do? Why does it make us so excited? So, so well, hold on. Can I just ask a question to Mark? So, so what's it really like to be at the circuit during the race? Well, it's amazing. The vibe is. There's amazing. nothing like Le Mans. <laughs> the vibe like there. <laughs> oh, sorry, you're the only one of us who hasn't been there. Have you got your beep button handy, Mark? <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one who hasn't been. Yeah. So, well, so I think I think yeah. I mean to get back to the question, why does the map appeal? And I, I think I think for me, one of the big things about it is that it's motorsport which has cars which you can relate to, especially in the GT cars. So the actual cars that you you might be able to see on a breakfast run or in a magazine or in a showroom. So, I mean, there are Porsche 911s, there are Ferraris, there are Astons, there Corvette. are uh, Corvettes. A Corvette is Ooh, the most older of the field. Um, GT40. And that, and that is cool oh, GT4, because, GT. because unlike, you know, Formula One where they're, 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 they're basically just, you know, these. But I think that you're, 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 you're looking at it and saying, yes, you can relate to the cars yeah. because there are things. But not only that, you can also relate to some of the drivers because there is – so there's an LMP, which is Lamar prototypes. There's an LMP1, which at the moment is a bit of a farce because there's only the Toyotas that are really competing. There well, are a yeah. couple of others. You've there. got the privateers. Which but is then you've got the LMP2, which is a nicely contested class, and it's really cool. Which nobody those really cares both, about. And those no, are those single-seater carbon fiber tubs. They're actually – much faster in a straight line than a Formula LMP 1 car. LMP stands for Lamar Professional. Yeah. No, Lamar Prototype. Lamar Prototype. Prototype. Lamar okay. Prototype. Then what you've got is you've got the GTEs, which GTE, is the ground. Yeah. Yeah, the, and you've got the GTE Pro. Pro class. Which and then professional you've got the, driver. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got the GTE Amateurs, which, which is, is what Patrick Dempsey yeah. um, so drives. So an actor in. that drives yeah. part yeah. And, so, and, so and the cool thing about the GTE Amateur is that ostensibly, if you had enough money it could be you. and you were reasonably fast you could go and do it exactly because you've got to have one gentleman driver um in that's a, what they actually call them gentleman drivers in an so. am car yeah. and a lot of those guys have got you know big businesses they're very successful they've got the ammo behind them to actually get up there so wait they have to have one amateur driver and the rest can be professional i think so that's 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 okay. what makes am am is you have okay. to have one gentleman amateur. driver okay Cool. I want to ask yeah, a question sure. to the thing. If you could have one bucket list motoring thing, would it not be to race at Le Mans? Oh, yeah, definitely. For me, I, I would, mean, it would be... I mean, I'd need a, quite a bit of sleep. But, yeah. Why <laughs> would you need sleep? <laughs> oh, you yawn so much. <laughs> it's long, man. Give Mark a break. He hasn't been here. He doesn't really know how to <laughs> yeah, relax. Yeah, I suppose. No. But no. think about no. the, the task that you have to do. How many? What, how long are the driver stints? Three, four hours? Uh, two hours. Uh, no, they normally two, do an two, hour at a time. No, no, no. They do an hour at a time normally. Well, and then, yeah. And then, and I think and a stint is like 45, to yeah. 45 minutes. Okay, so it's not that bad. But they do do double stints. Yeah. 
Or even triple stars. Well, triple you just stars. got Mark. You just said doo doo. So he <laughs> thinks he's going to have a nice little sleep. But let's let's tell let's tell the guys about what it is like to go to the race. So, I mean, like, so let's bring, okay, bring up a little bit Mark, of an anecdote. Maybe? No. Yeah. So. Oh no. So begin the beat button. So so for me, I mean, I, like I'm not I'm not a very like emotional guy, but you know when no, I got no. to Lamar, did you have a cry. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> maybe. Oh, I mean, it's just a race that's track, fine. man. No, I'm it's not because it's quite cool because you're standing there at oh, Indianapolis, which is one of the famous listeners. corners, and it's it's dark, <laughs> and you got all these cars lapping, and you can hear them coming through the forest, and it's 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 a circuit that has such a great history. I mean, you know, um, we've all seen the Steve McQueen movie. Um, Paul Newman was there. I mean, it's 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 seen a lot of interesting people, amazing cars. Um, it's seen victories, tragedies. It's it's just one of those incredibly emotional circuits to go to. So I mean, I could I could talk for for hours about my experience there, and it was the single best event that I've ever been to. And it's certainly not just the race. You know, you get there on the Wednesday or the Thursday. And there are car shows all over the place, and the place—it's just you know—you yeah. go for a for a croissant and a cappuccino in the yeah. in the village um, at at Arnage, which is one of the corners. And it's an interesting just segue here: is that how many of the how many of the corners can you name? Um, uh, Indianapolis, Arnage, Mal- Tete Rouge, Tete Rouge, Porsche Curves, Porsche Curves, Ford Chicane, in- Indianapolis. I said so, that. Uh, sorry, the, the just guys. Um, I also want to just talk about. So what, what I did was, did you guys camp at the circuit? So the first time I ever went to Lamar, I camped out, and that was really cool because you get to meet these people, and people come with like cool cars, and everybody's just out there having a couple of beers and brying, and you know, it's 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 yes. like quite a social, like fun fun thing to do. I've actually got. I'm just looking at my photos on my Instagram. I mean, I'm, there was, there's just too much to talk about. I mean, there were some guys that they t- had a 500 pound challenge. They had to buy a car, paint it up yeah. using using like proper paint, like like what you'd paint a house with. Yeah, like plastic um, on wall and all. Plastic on wall and all, and they do up the car. Plastic on wall and all. And um and and they did it. What I've actually got here is I just want to call up. I've got a I've got a video of the start. Um and. If, if, if you'll indulge me, I just want you to... I just, can I play it? Proper. Sorry. So, so, like that that moment, watching the guys go across the line, and then the racing starts, and watching the drama unfold. We we, we watched the uh, the Toyotas. I remember at midnight, within about half an hour, both of them cr- uh, broke down. Broke down. There was yeah. one left, um, and the Porsches went on to win. So we watched the the overall Porsche win. It was the last time that they they won at Le Mans. But as I say, just what an experience. Yeah. Um, I went okay. to Lamar, I think it was 2015. Um, I went alone. Nobody wanted to join me. Whatever. It was a fantastic trip. <laughs> yeah, um, you're not better at anything. <laughs> I'm yeah. not better at anything. Um, I did camp there. Um, it was it was a hell of an experience, and, and it's a hell of a motor race. 
and to see cars that you like we said you can you can relate to you yeah. can potentially um strive towards maybe buying one day in your life um absolutely on it for 24 hours i mean it is just it's so long yeah i mean to see cars doing what they do at full race pace for 24 hours it's ir- it's unrelenting and it's just unbelievably hard on 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 these cars and the fact that they make it through it all just it's it's amazing in itself um my strongest memory of the race was uh i took one of the one of the buses it's such a massive circuit Huge. you actually have to bus around yeah. it uh, i took one of the buses down to arnage this was sort of around um i would say around midnight on the saturday night um so around the middle of the night and um standing on arnage they they it's it's an interesting corner because they break down from about 220 250 k's an hour to about the lowest speed on the circuit which is because because they got to got to take a right hand effectively at arnage and then they accelerate away um away from you um and that year was the year of the diesel audis um i think they were the the r10 or e-tron something like that i stand to be corrected and a lot of diesel cars and the lmp1 cars coming past and you get them you get to see their weight transfer as they break into onage down from 200 something clicks down to sort of 60 80 k's an hour the the black the the brake discs glow and then they turn the corner and they disappear and the only way that i can i can really describe is when when if you've ever watched star trek and 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 they they have that thing where the where the where the starship Enterpri- enterprise jumps into warp speed. Yeah. I swear that that is what something accelerating out of our knowledge looks like. It is unbelievable. It disappears from you. And it sounds kind of similar too. It, I remember it, with those with those diesels, they had like yeah. that unique low frequency, low frequency whooshing. It just yeah. disappears into the into the the acceleration is is. I'm unable to relate it to anybody. You have to see it. So I, I had a similar thing, and for me, it was sitting at the Porsche curves at about ten o'clock. Sun was go had just like gone down, and but it was still sort of light. And watching those brake discs glow, and watching them carry the speed through there, and it was just unbelievable to watch. Um, from a spectator's perspective, also just to note that it's actually quite easy to know what's going on in the race. So the GTE Pro cars have yellow lights. Um, and the amateurs, I think, have white lights, uh, headlights. Really? On the sides of the cars, they have three LEDs. Um, and in each class, the leader will have one LED lit, the second two, and the third three. So you can see who's in, in what place. And it's actually, without even looking at the screens, and they're plentiful, you can see really what's going on the whole time. Mm-hmm. And there's a 24-hour radio broadcast that you can tune into. Radio Le Mans, well. yeah. And, uh, so it's really easy to know what's going on and move around. What an experience! Yeah. And to watch, still just watching it on TV these days brings back all yeah. those memories, and it's a yeah. it's a hell of a thing. And again, the great thing about it is, is it has all these. You know, I mean, you've got midnight, you've got dawn, you've got you know. Mm. So so you've got all these nuances and different challenges mm. for the drivers. Yeah, you know, and that's this, quite cool. The light changes and the yeah. conditions change. Over a whole day, you can have cold, hot. Uh, pouring you know, rain, pouring rain, dry. Uh, Thankfully, we we didn't morning. have any rain, and yeah. um, we were camping. But <clears throat> it's a mad thing in the middle of summer. It was really hot during the day, but at night, oh, it gets cold. Mm, but it was cold. thankfully, 
There are loads of bars. <laughs> loads of bars. And, and we even found a nightclub that was in a car wash in the middle of the, uh, of the circuit. Okay. And That's interesting. What, what I do recommend as well is the museum there during the race to yeah. go and see it. You actually have to see it. I mean, they've There's got so cars in there which are just... May blow your mind. You actually have to go to Lamar many times to pick up on all the nuances and bits yeah, and pieces that. that you know. Mm. For, fortunately, we went with someone um, who, who who booked everything for us, and they they teased him they said that he's been to them all, so he knew exactly what to go. And he would tell us where all the events were and all that type of thing. But it just yeah, I must admit, um, I've got an idea. I've actually got a bit of an idea. Yeah. Why don't we have a Lamar party at the cave on Saturday? Oh, that's a great idea. I'm sorry I didn't come up with it. <laughs> yes. Done. We're, gonna, we're meeting at the cave at 2.30 to hey Guys, watch the will start? you let me know when you finish <laughs> talking about Lamar? So yeah, we will. I think back. we're done with Lamar. Well, I think, I think yeah. we should all encourage um, Mark to go next year. 2020, Mark, at Lamar. What do you say? Do done. It. Do okay. it. I'll join you. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. Fine. Happy. Paige, can you get Fine. us press prices? <laughs> <laughs> You want to be shot at it again? Yeah, again. Okay. Cool. Guys, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with you again shortly. Young people are making their mark. Get up. Tune into the Sebenza Live Behind the Hustle podcast every Tuesday to find out more about what fascinating careers are out there. You can find us on the Sewetin Live website or you can follow us on Twitter on Sebenza Live. Sebenza boy. Sebenza girl. Sebenza. Welcome back to Cargumentative. What are we talking about now? We're going to have a little rant. And uh, it's a rant that's kind of been brewing for a long time. So can I start? Yeah, you can. So the other day I'm driving on the M1 to work. Yeah. And I stop behind some cars on the off-ramp. Yeah. Next thing I know, I'm behind a 30-cylinder Audi A3. Yeah. It must be 30 cylinders. It said 3.0 TFSI, right? So what um, else could it be? 30. I it can't it was be 30 liters. That would be ridiculous. I, so I, it's got to be 30 cylinders. I 30 it was miles, what, what, 30 liters per 100 Ks? Yeah, I thought it was a fuel economy. 30 seater? Because that's big. Not 30 seater. Maybe it's a 30 seater A3. Yeah. Maybe it weighs something like Maybe 30 it's a boot capacity, 30 cubic meters. Maybe, yeah. Centimeters. So, so basically... That is just the most confusing... But do you think it's really something to get upset about? Very. Yes, definitely. it's ridiculous. No, you don't know sense. what they're this driving. This is why we have a whole rant segment about it. It's definitely upsetting. Do you get like a, a 20 liter one? Okay. Does anybody know? Well, okay. Does anybody know what these numbers refer to? Of course no. not. No. no one knows. Audi doesn't either. I don't I, think. I, I, listen, so, so I, 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 we I need, did. Okay, yeah. I did some research. You did. <laughs> I did some research. Pre game. Okay. Tell you. us. I did. So if you see a 30 yeah. prefix, because it's always before, it'll say 30 TFSI. Uh-huh. Okay. 30 means it's a, a reference to power. So 30 could be anything between 81 and 96 kilowatts. Oh, obviously. Because 30, so 30 I mean, means uh, 81 yeah. or 91. I mean, why didn't you just say so? Yeah. That's. that's so, if you move it to 45, well, it yes. could be anything between 169 to 185 kilo. And so it goes. You've uh-huh. got this whole thing like averaging. 169 to 185 is yeah. what? 65? 45. 45 is 245 to 275 kilowatts. What? Who came up with this? When I was doing maths at school, 
We never could. Forty-five could never equal one hundred and sixty-five. Maybe it's a horsepower thing. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's a. I no, don't know. it's not. They if should have just called it the phase one and the phase two. Yeah, I mean, how Why do you even get to the number? The thing so about what, it's ridiculous. So, so let's. So context to the rant is that Audi has recently reintroduced re- a new kind of nomenclature. A way of defining the nomenclature. Let yeah. me just say my encyclopedia. Yeah. Can you say that again. <laughs> nomenclature. I love the way it I rolls. Think it's, I don't know if it does, but the <laughs> point is that the, the, the signs on the back of the cars, they changed the, the whole system. So it used to say, I don't know, it used to say TFSI. 1.4 TFSI. Yeah. You knew that it was a 1.4 liter car. And then it was a TFSI, so you knew it was a turbo. Turbo, yeah. So you could take it from there. Fine. What was a TDI? Now. It makes no sense. They have arbitrary numbers relating to other arbitrary numbers, so it doesn't make sense to anybody. So that's the rent. It is totally right. ridiculous. It's like I'm just going to take out my phone and do, oh, 45. That means it's like going to the Kruger National Park and right. bird spotting, and right. saying oh, that's got Rufus under carriage, so it must be this bird. So <laughs> this is a 45. So it could be anything between 169 and 185 kilowatts. So which is it? You don't. You'll never know. So, you never know. So I think we, we what we're saying is that we, 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 we look back fondly at a day where you could look at the, the sign on the back of a car and know exactly what was going on under the bonnet. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, you I know? think this is the most ridiculous rant I've ever heard. <laughs> but anyhow, no, no, but hold on. No, no, no. Yours was worse. Going on about old traffic signs and robots. No, but it's like because people can die. People can die. No, but hold on a second. It does, but it does bring up something interesting, though. So back in the day, like, I mean, let's look at the Merck thing. So you, if you had a Merck, 200 it was like a two liter like you knew that it was a two liter yeah but you knew that that was that was the shame man here and he's got that it's the carb fed one but then if you had a 230e oh yeah, you're starting at 2.3 bigger injected at einsprung yes and now things and then but if you had but if you had a 280 now that Whoa. thing that, and that was a lovely car 280 now i'm saying like like the badge engineering so like to the to the enthusiast you would know that it had a bigger engine but ultimately and particularly the worst of all were the BMW guys so you'd have a 325 and you had a 325 that was the, that was the car you know what uh, i'm saying yeah. and like you know 525 yeah, yeah, little something. one little 525 yeah, and but it that's had the yeah. i'm just saying like i'm you just wondering that. now but i'm wondering some uh, some um, there's a point to why i'm saying this is that yes. These I'm numbers, sure irrespective of the number that's there, is it still around that if you've got a 30, you're, co- you're cool, but if you've got like a 100, you're just But no one knows now. where the numbers well, start or finish. Finish. That's exactly it. If I see a, a 30 yeah, CFSI, a 50 in the middle, or is 30 the know. entry level? You know, who knows? Because 30s higher than 20s, they're 20. No, there's no. It starts at 30. 30. Why does it start at 30? I don't know. No, no, but here's my question. It's like, so, like, I mean, you must be able to look at the range. What's the biggest number they got? 70. Okay, 400 plus. But the RS cars don't have numbers. Yes. Oh. So that makes it even more No, so so it's a 30. No, but let's assume it's an A3. What's the biggest number you can have on an A3? I would, well, going on what you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Probably a 45. Okay, so 45. But is a 45 cool? No, no. no. Why? So, you see, the difference is that it used to relate directly to something. Mark, it used to relate to the engine size. They've taken away no, any ability it. to know what it is. What it is. No, but I'm what saying, what what but what's their intention? Is it that people I know start what it is. getting to confuse to know. people? No, but can I tell you what? No it is? one's going to know. Uh, try it. The reason Imagine. they brought it out is because they have cars that are now combining hybrid power, or electric power, and petrol or diesel power. So they're hybrid. So you can have a 1.4 liter petrol engine but yes. you've also got this electric engine or motor which boosts the power and they had no way of 
quantifying that on the back. No, but okay, let, me, let, me ask the, let me ask the question differently. Is the number still a status thing on the car? No. I mean, is it something no, that's no relevant context. on any of the cars? Well, it doesn't anymore. They've made it that way. It's like going to on be. any of the cars. Now, I wonder if it, from a manufacturer's perspective whether they're intending it to have some kind of... Well, okay. BMW have also listen. lost the plot because they've got Wait. a 316, which has a 2-litre four-cylinder turbo engine, a 318, a 320, and a 328. All of the same size engine. And then Mercedes as well. Yeah, I've also I mean, done that. But listen, can I read <clears throat> to you guys what the powers that be at Audi said about this whole thing? Okay. What did they say? I was going to put on a German accent, but that's just going to be lame, so I'm going to speak... What? Do it! (laughs) As alternative drive technologies become increasingly relevant, engine displacement as a performance attribute is becoming less important to our customers. The clarity and logic of structuring the designations according to power output makes it possible to distinguish between the various performance levels. That's fine. I get that logic. I understand that a 1.4 these days... Mm you know is not necessarily the 1.4 of of 1992 you know it's it's a turbo and maybe it's a turbo and supercharged and maybe it's hybrid assist and instead of some producing something like 60 kilowatts it now produces 160 that's fine i understand the need to maybe change something where the capacity of the engine doesn't mean anything yeah anymore. it should be power but, output now yeah it but, should be power but then output. yeah then why not make it the the rda3 110 because it makes exactly yeah. you know or equivalent to 110 because it comes from different what but where does the 30, has done that someone's done that yeah somebody did do that um yeah that made I a know lot you, of sense no, no, normally the no, oh, Renault, 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 Renault normally does. And oh, yeah. 275. And yeah. Ford, remember, you got the ST220 and the yeah. ST150. Oh, that makes reasonable that sense. That works. It does make sense. So I'll tell you, I, I rented an A3, uh, A3 30 30 30 TFSI <laughs> the other day. And, you know, we were kind How of in a rush. Oh, you, because when um, you went to... We went to what? Lettenberg Bay. Yeah, we beach house. Amazing. To the beach house. So oh, we, yes, we yes, were into you the sent us a few photos of you. You look amazing <laughs> in the speedo. Thank you. <laughs> um, I shaved especially for you. So. Uh, and he was in a bacuzzi. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and it's not like we didn't appreciate your shaving. So, I mean, we, we, were, quite, we were in a hurry. We, put, we hopped into this car. I saw this badge on the back. It meant absolutely nothing to me. The truth is, we did a, like 100 and another 120 Ks that day. And it wasn't clear to me what I was driving. <laughs> So I actually had to Google it that evening to say, all right, well, this is what I have. What's under the bonnet? Turns out... Was it clear, though? No. It, <laughs> it wasn't even clear from, from driving it what it was, okay? No, but once you Googled it... So once I Googled it, it's a range, but the, 30, the A3, the 30 TFSI, turns out it's a one-liter three-cylinder turbo cool. producing under 100 kilowatts. Oh, it's a cool engine, but they should have called it that. But you know, yeah. uh, but I think that what we can conclude now is that badges don't mean anything to anyone anymore. But that Whereas sucks. They that used sucks. To, yeah, to car people who actually like, we're not looking at it from a prestige perspective. No. We want to know if we can keep up with that thing. Or it's not. a logical thing. <laughs> like I mean, even as a kid, I knew that a three one eight was a one point eight. Try explain that to our like, kids. And that, Hi, okay, look, kids, there's a thirty. Oh, Dad, what does say, that what? mean? Oh, my, what does I don't know what that means. But there was such a pleasure. There was, there was so much pleasure to be derived from a from a, a BMW driving past you, like an E34, and looking at the back and saying, "Oh, that's a 525," or "That's a 540i." Yeah, you know? that's fast because yeah, like, I know, you know that's, that's a V8 a, four liter. Yeah. You know, that's a big deal. You know, there's so much pleasure to be derived with when this when it means something direct. Yeah. And then when you know but it's a four liter V8, you're going to listen out for that V8. Absolutely, and there's absolutely no, no doubt past. about what a 530d is. 
<laughs> but this thing drives past you, you. You don't know what it is. Is it the fast one? Is it the top one? Is it the bottom yeah. one? Is it the middle one? I totally agree with something you. To so look what, at? what Audi have done is what we knew they were going to do is they've made their cars appliances. You know what Audi should actually do with this with this whole thing is put a big QR code on the back of the thing. So when you're driving along, what is that? You can say, check, check. The whole rear window should be a QR code. And then you can get your millennial daughter who's sitting in the driver's seat (laughs) and it's a nice like parent-daughter engagement time where she can QR code everything and it'll tell you exactly. That's ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they, should, they should just put a serial number at the back. I think oh, that's a great idea. QR codes cool. on the car. There you well, go. I mean, this Brilliant. goes back to, you know, in Germany when we were there last year, everyone debadges their cars. Yeah. Cause it it just says A6. Well, you know what? It's starting to make a lot of sense because, you know, the, the badge shit. doesn't make any any sense at all. Yeah, anyway, it's Dorf. Sorry, guys. I hope Dorf no one else follows suit, but anyway, they probably will. It makes will. our job as car people, it makes our job that much more difficult. Not fair. Yeah. Is yeah. that it for ranting and yeah. raving? Yeah. I think it's enough. Yeah, I think it's probably enough for that. But I'm just looking at the fact that he debadged upside down. Oh, God. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know He's kicking in. <laughs> when, when Mike goes uh, to Lord's next week, whenever it is. When, when he's uh, flicking tiles at his When friends. you're in the dressing room and Faf is walking out of the shower and there's just steam everywhere. And you've, and you've been like flicking people with tiles and stuff. You can show them all that. And have a big hearty chuckle laugh. laugh together. Alex, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, remember this. You will slap on the back. This Alex's character. This Alex's such a yeah. character. <laughs> Guys, thanks. Thanks for having us, Thomas. It's on your yeah, pleasure. Good you. luck for Lamar this weekend. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. I'm going to see if I can drink 24 Vintage Lights in 24 hours. Oh, we're okay. doing the 24 hour tequila challenge. Oh, well, you're going to be more hungover than I am. Why? No, tequila, you don't get hungover. Why? What one, do you mean, why? One tequila for 24 hours. Like, well, who, who can't do that? It's like that? a bottle in 24 hours. It's nothing. <laughs> nothing. What's Mike the worst case scenario? Yeah. Exactly. You yeah, get hungover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know who's bringing the quaaludes. Oh, well. It does. Two A's. Yeah. <laughs> see what I can do. All right, guys. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks, Thomas. We'll all enjoy our respective Lamar parties and uh, we'll regroup. Are you in not two weeks' to time. Remember. In two weeks' time. That's right. We're not here next week. Subscribe. Yeah, hit subscribe. Hit the bell. Tell, Remember, tell your friends and family to do it as well. And to view us and stuff on Instagram at Cargumentative mm. and at our own pages. I'm at Palutsky. I don't know what I'm I'm no. either at Tom Faulkner Triple One or Thomas Faulkner Triple One. No, look for the Falcon. The Falcon. Cats, your birds, and cars. Cats, birds, and some cars. Yeah. I'm at, at MH Salomon. And I'm at NVR underscore 911. And uh, we're going we're gonna to make a concerted effort to post some more stuff on the Cargumentative account. We are. Interact with us. Tell us what you think and respond to our questions. Yeah, tell us what segments you like. And ask us. We like to give advice. Yes. Yeah. So to ask us what kind of cars you should buy. Yeah. Yeah. We love advice. We won't pretend that we're right. Anything, even even if it's not car related, we'll answer it. Yeah. Yeah, Try. We like fighting over it. Maybe maybe (laughs) ask us which model of Audi A3 we should buy. Yeah. Yeah. Or not. Don't. Thirty cylinder one. Uh, Awful. We'll uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time for another episode of. Argument Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.